0: Welcome to another episode of Pit Lane Parlay. I am your host, Mike Jokum. Matt is here. He's finishing up a snack. He is inhaling his snack so he can get to the unmute button before we start. Shannon also joins us. We are freshly and in a very tiresome state back from California. I don't really know what day it is. Thankfully, I have a reminder saved in my phone for when we have to record. Otherwise, I would be asleep on the couch right now. I was
1: literally sitting around a fire... Looked at my phone and it was eight twenty four, and I was like, "Oh no!"
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's Thursday, right? Because that's when the people are listening to this. Hopefully. Yes,
0: yes. All right. Hopefully. Well, happy Thursday. Shannon's animals also are excited today, yeah. but you know, that's the way it be sometimes.
1: My kids came home. Apparently, I don't have to go get them.
0: Well, <laughs> two-hour
2: episode incoming. <laughs>
0: yeah so yeah where do where do we start i am so tired i'm just gonna matt you you got this
2: so host how was your sleeping schedule for the last four days
0: um a disaster
2: okay cool next uh let's see long (laughs) beach was this last weekend that was a lot of fun to watch on television definitely some interesting moments that we are going to get to not only on sunday but kind of the whole weekend so for those who missed it joseph newgarden did win his second straight race Penske is now a three for three on the the year. Grosjean second. Good job for him. Polo third, power fourth, and Pato with a nice recovery after a below average qualifying to P5. Yeah. Not sure where we want to start. We could start by talking about maybe the most critical moments of the race, which was a lot of the pit sequences. Uh, Newgarden and Polo managed to get around Herda, who later crashed, which we'll touch on in a bit, but Team Penske obviously seems very strong. Newgarden, with the help of Team Penske, got to the front. Is it still too early to extract too much out of these races, or is it? can we lick the stamp and say that the IndyCar champion this year will be from Team Penske?
0: <laughs> uh, it's a little too early. But, it's a little early. But you it's guys enough. always say that, though. Yeah, but like I would say the IndyCar champion probably isn't going to come from Andretti Autosport.
1: <laughs> oh god
2: shots fired
0: already
1: shots fired
0: i mean is that I even a shot try
1: to be nice
2: Host, just... oh, that was so rude can you send out a public apology once this publishes
0: yes i will i'm sorry too much was... doom and gloom early in the episode is that what i'm i'm gathering
2: no i think it's it's too much doom and gloom from you because people expect it from shannon and i
0: right right Okay, I'm, so- I'm sorry.
2: You're the sunshine and rainbows of the Wait, Why
1: when we get Mike to this is point? the sunshine and rainbows. How did we get something to wrong that? with our podcast? Yeah. Well, it
2: was nice
0: knowing y'all. Is this uh, the same man who was screaming night. at a lift driver on Sunday afternoon? Uh, Bro, because me- not no. sunshine and rainbows.
1: Hickey, I've I never were talking seen about this man scream. Reason. No, no, no. I've never no. seen this man scream. We were waiting for a lift. Three of them canceled on us. The next one comes and he won't take uh, Road America and Arlene are with us, and um, he won't take off four of us, even though Mike was like, there's four of us when we book the thing. Yes.
2: Was was this a COVID thing or was this he was just being a stubborn jackass thing? And
1: TBD.
0: Don't don't, don't know, know, honestly, because it even... wasn't
1: listed on the lifts, right? It wasn't listed on their website one way or the other. Yeah,
0: I, I was like, listen, we all have masks. Like I literally I had my mask in my hand. I'm, I'm OK wearing it in Lyft, Uber, whatever. And he first got angry at me because as I'm trying to talk to him, the Porsche Carrera cup race is going on. It's very loud. So I was naturally talking louder, not to at the time yell at him, but just so that he could hear me. And so then he got mad and started saying like, no, I'm not going to take you guys. And he's like, I'll only take three of you, not all four of you. And, it just didn't make any sense, and I just I, I think you know the combination of lack of sleep, how incredibly rude he was, and the fact that that was our you know third attempt at get getting a lift, and we were you know a couple blocks away from kind of where the center of traffic was. You know we sh- we should have been okay to get one, and we just weren't. And it was super. Dip- it was very exhausting.
2: So. So he screamed.
0: I did. (laughs) So host is an
2: asshole is what I hear.
1: He yelled and I didn't know what to do. I was like, "Uh, do you want me to wait with you? (laughs) And he was like, no, you get in that Uber and he will take the three of you. (laughs) I was like, "Okay."
0: (laughs) So then I got I switched to Uber and I got an Uber literally four minutes later and I was home. And I walked uh, back in the Airbnb and I walked in. I was like, hi, guys. Like, I was fine after that. It just. In the moment, it's just, it's just lack of respect. It's just really frustrating.
2: Well, it all happens to us differently because, you know, uh, my teammate wrecked me last night, so I got frustrated. <laughs> it happens. I, do, I, I think we all have our own quirks. I think one of the things I've noticed about you is you have a casually smaller than average uh, fuse when it comes to kind of like public workers and whatever. Like if they, yep. if, if they're like slightly sort of disrespectful to you, you're not going to have it. You're, you know,
0: you're, yep. I so, mean, that's 100% accurate.
2: Yeah. Which that, I mean, I can't sit here and say, I don't have my uh, short fuses mainly if the Chicago bears are on, <laughs> then you'll see peak anger come out of me. Other than that, how, how was your, your weekend? Was was exhausting. there any other short I kept seeing that. Was it just like a lot of it was it was it a mixture of heat and a lot of walking and
1: it just started I think because it was a, legitimately hundred degrees the first two days, it just really takes that out of you. And then being at the track for, you know, twelve hours a day. Pit Lane was exhausting because it was so small and you were literally dodging people, people. left and right. It was there was a whole lot of people.
0: The, um, the track security was very difficult to do. I actually didn't yell at any of them, but they were very they were very difficult to deal with.
2: I have only ever heard negative things about Long Beach, and that's mainly because I've only talked to four people about Long Beach, and you two are <laughs> two of them, and Lighting's the third one. Uh, lighting didn't have the the most nice of things to say about. His race day experience there as a fan. And so you guys are obviously on the other side of it, the media. And even I mean, you, it...
1: I will say that, like, they did an excellent job of putting together an event, right? Like, it was a good event for people to go to to enjoy a race. I'll give you that. It yeah. was an exhausting event to be a part of as someone who has to do a job.
2: Yeah. Fair
0: statement. Well said.
2: Fair statement. Okay. So. Back to, I think we're going to get to Gateway, and I'm going to throw out a take. And you guys are going to be like, ah, it might be too soon. I don't know if we can It uh, might be too early to say that. Uh, <laughs> go ahead. Licked stamp, Sharpie it. A champion will be from Team Penske. Uh, I'll go ahead and take that to the bank. I say that as we've done three races now. Four people are over a hundred points, and three of them are Team Penske drivers. And there's only three Team Penske drivers out there. Can, so can you
0: remind, uh, like, where I, they're at so far? I barely I will saw say, the replay. Though,
2: uh, Scott McLaughlin's incident was a little unfortunate. Uh, n-
0: that can you remind me what happened?
2: Yes, I think it was s- sort of around lap thirty-ish, yeah. if I remember correctly. And I think it was Calderon. I don't think it was Kirkwood, even though their cars are. Identical. I think he was coming up on Calderon and was coming through the hairpin and wanted to get a really good run off the corner to make sure that he could clear her going down the straight into turn one and undercut the exit of the corner a little too much and caught his side pod on the corner of the wall and not his tire. So the suspension was completely fine because it actually didn't touch anything. Uh, but then he spun it. So then he had to do a, he had to drive backwards into, I think it was oncoming Simon Paginot. Uh, Flippy Yui and had about his day but obviously that set him back a lot of seconds in many positions so that's, that's why I human
0: that's why I couldn't figure out exactly what happened in the moment because I couldn't figure out how, like what did he hit if he kept going totally fine now it makes sense thank you
2: I do want to point out that host on social media defended four wheels and an engine I do appreciate that
1: you did
0: I did I mean, didn't I just did, I...
2: didn't you say that someone like ran out of fuel into the pits and
0: he did. Yeah, but I wasn't defending him. I was just stating what happened.
2: A, you were backing him up. You're like, this is the reason that he fell down. Two laps right, right, whatever.
0: right. L- listen, I, I'm I'm I not going
1: gonna... like to facts, though. Like, that's factual. We have to report. Well, facts.
2: you can you can frame facts a certain way. You could be like you could frame it as, oh, hey, he, Ooh, he just ran, ran out of fuel. Me. Yeah, he ran out of fuel or he finished three laps down. What a loser. But he's just like, "Hey, listen, Lungard ran out of fuel. They had to bump start him or whatever. They had to push his car back and blah blah blah, and that's the reason he finished where he did."
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to be unnecess- unbiased of you. I'm not going to be unnecessarily mean to him most of the time.
2: Now, if Christian Lungard ever became a Lyft driver.
0: <laughs> Deleting the <laughs> app. Deleting the app.
2: Watch out, world.
0: Actually, watch out, Lyft.
2: <laughs> oh god. One star is all around there. What else we got? Okay, well, I think the funniest moment of the whole weekend was definitely Marcus Erickson. Well, his, his <laughs> incident was not funny because he was running third, and that was quite unfortunate. But we got another meme-worthy racing thing with Erickson sitting off the side in turn four. At one point, he had his arms folded across his chest. Another moment, he was sitting in a lawn chair. Uh, he was very, uh, very sad to be in his uh, predicament there. And I thought IndyCar did a good job of poking fun at that.
0: Yeah, also good for him for you know being able to get the car somewhere where the race was not, at the time, yellow flag before the end, obviously. Sato said, I uh, got this anyway, but, you know.
1: Imagine that.
0: <laughs> Ooh, shots fired.
2: Well, at least he got his car into a place where he didn't hit his teammate.
0: Yeah, wow, that was and almost Dixon even more disastrous.
2: Finish sixth, though. <laughs> Somehow, someway.
0: I think like, uh, it's not even both a him anymore. and both him and Pato had like quietly good days. That like probably you didn't see him on TV all that much at all. But don't worry, you somebody
1: know. will tell us how many times they were on TV. Yeah,
0: yeah, Yeah. Some, yeah. <laughs> What did I miss? Uh, keep, it'll be for after Loving, the after the recording. Right. Later. Yeah, but I don't know
2: what these guys are talking about. We never sorry. talk shit after the episode.
0: Never. Mm-hmm. Never. Never. Mm-hmm. Never. Mm-hmm. never. Only about Cody Bray.
1: <sighs> I honestly like look. I um watched the entire race, and I still don't know what happened to half the people. <laughs> Yeah, I spent so much time fighting my freaking phone to try to get things to post that I don't know what happened. I'm not let lucky, me
2: uh, let me try to roll through here. Um, Rossi had the pit issue. Uh, Elio hurt his hip crossing the street before the race. Rosenquist had the bad first stint uh, with the tires and whatnot, so that really set him back. Connor Daly had a kind of not a bad day. I don't Quietly think anything wrong, good. Went wrong with him. Yeah. yeah, McLaughlin had his spin which we talked about. Uh, Sato, uh his, his, his Sato Longard had his issues <laughs> with the the pitting and the running out of fuel. Pagano got sent to the hedges. Jimmy, I'm going to talk about in a second. Malukas was wrecked by Jimmy. Erickson wrecked himself, Herder wrecked himself. Um Penske, crashed.
0: Kalemila uh brushed the wall in Turn 8. Brushed and- the wall. Retired because they didn't think they could fix it. Slept through that. Uh, Devlin,
2: uh, wow, Devlin didn't finish again. And Dalton crashed. So, uh, yeah, well, let's, uh, well, I kind of want to talk about Jimmy Johnson since he's the kind of guy I glossed over there. I applaud him for finishing the race, or not trying to. I I applaud him for trying, I applaud him for making it through 80% of the race, 85% of the race. Uh, Still not his finest weekend by any stretch of the imagination. I think we in year two are at the point where, like, let's say he qualified 20th, ran around and finished 17th on a road course and didn't really like, you know, didn't put a wheel wrong. Like maybe had a spinner here, spin here and there, but didn't crash car, didn't damage anything. Like, we could just, like, all right, whatever. We don't need to talk about it. But when you crashed as many times as he did this weekend and then take somebody out in the race, it, there's no sugarcoating the fact that it was a shit weekend for Jimmy.
0: So, yes, it was dismal. To make matters even worse, the transporter on the way out to California blew a tire, so they were a day behind schedule and it didn't even get the car... Wrapped in the special livery for this weekend until like late Thursday afternoon or good something along car. those lines. Very good looking car. So that team needs a strong drink or 12 <laughs> maybe every day this week because, yeah, unfortunately, I know. Listen, I applaud Jimmy's effort. It was a badass effort to go out there with a broken hand that needed, you know, some sort of minor surgery that he had. Yesterday, I guess it was Monday, I think Monday or earlier today. I don't really know. But yeah, it was uh, a little a little rough. But yeah,
1: I feel so bad for him. <laughs> I just feel like everything happens every weekend. <laughs> it's like, what? I don't I don't know what the answer is, really, but I feel bad about it.
2: I don't know. It seemed like a couple of those were self-inflicted.
1: I mean, I'm not saying they're not. I just wish it wasn't as hard for him.
0: Yeah, like, really, he wouldn't have broken his hand if he just took his hands off the wheel. wheel And and it's just...
2: I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't be able to take my hands off the wheel in time, although I also wouldn't be able to get around a corner in an Indy car, so... (laughs) Yeah, I'm. I'm hoping for. I mean, Barber was early on in the schedule last year, but definitely not his best race last year either. So I am very concerned for Barber that we may see an incident or two out of him again.
1: But doesn't wasn't Barber the first race last year for him?
0: Barber was number one last year.
1: Yeah. So I feel like that's. It? I don't not, know. Right. Right.
0: No, you're Barbara right because f- St. Pete got flipped to the second race. New Garden, New Garden. had his spin and issue. That's on right. One New the Garden on the
2: field, huh? Yeah. So yeah. it was his first race.
1: So I don't feel so. I don't feel like. But that's they a did good test comparison. there.
0: Nah. They also got we, another test there this past or a week ago. So maybe so even
2: le- less excuse.
0: Less excuse. We haven't this he hasn't time, done
1: anything yet, so but, there's nothing to make excuses for just yet.
2: Um, this is like a prereq. Like we're we're preparing ourselves to not make excuses for him spinning or crashing this weekend and whatever four four weeks from now or whatever the hell the next race is.
1: Okay. Oh, don't don't get. Oh, me we're not doing that? that. Oh, I still no. have feelings
2: about that, but it's not worth the energy. I I right. still think this, it's not. There's nothing what I can do about it. about
1: it. There's nothing we can do about nothing it. Nothing
2: we can do about it. But I still think Mm-mm. the schedule could use some work next year. Well, let's move into the Andretti hour.
0: <laughs> Drink. <laughs>
2: Shannon, I'll cue you up for this. Heard uh, yeah. it crashed oh, from P three. Rossi had a bad pit stop that set him back maybe a position or two. Uh, Devlin crashed. Uh, Grosjean had a good day. I think Grosjean kind of had a flaw, flawless day. Nothing, nothing stood out as far as like him hitting anybody or bad pit stop or anything. So, so Grosjean uh, did good. So, uh, well, another week, uh, another week of uh, kind of Andretti failures for we'll say a good majority of the team. Um, is there anything to add on to what we've already said in previous episodes about this shithousery of a team right now?
1: You know, I'll tell you, all I only have one thing to say is that they got my hopes up just to <laughs> let me down. Okay, I don't know why I was like, oh my god, this might be it, and then it wasn't.
0: And That's again, I have to say about that, it was more unforced errors, the Herda pit stop, which was. Almost 10 seconds long. And I know like didn't help that he almost went in the wrong pit stall to start. Then, you know forcing it when he shouldn't have and hit the wall. Rossi a slightly slow pit stop. Devlin is his own case. And you know, Grojon <laughs> like outside of almost hitting somebody in morning warm-up again, he had a really good day. So he was definitely Definitely the best Andretti driver all weekend that made it through <laughs> made it through unscathed on Sunday.
1: It feels bad that out of four cars, there's only one of them every weekend that is gonna end up being okay. And I an okay. Like
2: <laughs> Yeah, I think what we can conclude with Colton Herter right now is he is one of the fastest drivers in the field, but I just don't think he's ready to take like that. Scott Dixon esque step to be a legitimate championship contender on the full season. Like he will be a legitimate contender to be in the top five and 75% of the races. But those 25% of the races where he doesn't finish in the top five and or crashes somewhere is what's really going to bite him. And we did see a little bit of that in Indy lights. And we've seen a couple instances of it, like Nashville last year is a glaring one, or it's just like, he's obviously fast and talented and amazing. But he just doesn't – he makes more mistakes than a Dixon or a Newgarden or a Polo that we just don't see out of those three.
1: I agree. And I feel like – but I feel like people don't pay as much attention to his mistakes when the rest of the team is equally as shitty, right? So, like, nobody's saying, oh, Herta's not ready for that. It's, oh, Andretti's not ready for Herda to be ready <laughs> Like, yeah. You know what I mean? So they're not... It's like Herta can do no wrong. It's Andretti's fault. But Rossi, like, oh, maybe he just sucks. How is that how is Which that is
2: fair? laughable. I, it's totally tweeting, laughable. If someone's tweeting that, I want to find that. Oh,
1: oh I'll find it for you. Okay. Oh, I'll find it for you.
2: Because uh, it happened. Before we go to recapping, I do want to ask a question... Ray Hall Letterman, Lanigan. They're definitely not up to the pace that I thought they would be when we were hyping them up before the season. Graham did finish seventh, uh, recovering from a P13 qualifying effort, but Harvey was kind of invisible again, unfortunately. And then Lungard had his issue with the running of the fuel. Are you guys as surprised as me as, as that their their first three races really haven't? Gone well at all?
1: Here's what I think. I think Rahal doesn't get good until after Indy. I think they put all their focus on Indy. They get through these first three races, like, let's make them. Let's just get there. And then they spend a shit ton of time making those cars really good for Indy and then hopes that it saves the season. That's my hot take.
0: I will kind of play the middle there and say I'm kind of surprised because I thought we would see a little bit more than we have I'm not saying like totally surprising you know these first couple races are aren't aren't easy tracks but yeah it's still it's still disappointing
2: yeah i mean for sure Graham is the team leader i don't think that was going to be a surprise to too many people but uh, i definitely thought the 45 car would come out a little stronger on the road courses and so far it just hasn't been there so Definitely something to keep an eye on. Will they rebound in Barber? Probably not, but who knows? I guess nobody has a crystal ball. So, speaking of crystal balls, we will go to our a prediction recap. Shannon, you had someone in top five, willpower, on your winner prediction. Good job. Thank you. Uh, host Ted Rossi, who was the lowest of our picks, so uh, L. Um, and also, you picked Rossi, then something went wrong with him, so it's your fault. And oh, your fault. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure Shannon gave you a Michael. When you made that pick, so I did.
1: I told and you not then,
2: to jinx him. And then I had New Garden. That's a shame. It's a real shame. Uh, Dark Horse Top Ten. Shannon nailed it. Kirkwood, well done. Uh, Host Pixado, not nailed it. <laughs> not, <laughs> nailed
1: it. Not, <laughs> not nailed it. Not nailed it. Opposite of nailed it.
2: <laughs> I took a cop out with Rossi, and I won, but I don't want to celebrate that. Uh, biggest struggle. Shannon picked Johnson. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> Nailed it. Thank three you. for three. Host pick Rosenquist. Uh, not sort of, not really. Good qualifying
0: average. I would say average. I would say no, but not like the worst pick I've ever had.
2: He he did finish That's uh P eleven Shannon. What do you think? That's is that a struggle? Ran, ran around I think he
1: had uh more potential to finish higher. So I would say based on where based on how he started and where he finished, yeah, that was a struggle bus.
2: And then I had VK. I didn't touch on his incident. He uh he did an Ed Jones and stuffed it into the uh chic- the Chicane, not the Chicane. What am I thinking of? Hairpin. You stuffed it in the hairpin, and it's funny because Ray Hall. What words you're using. <laughs> I don't even know. Ray Hall was saying after the race, he's like, "Sorry, Elio, I had to like throw you under the bus, and let VK hitch you because I saw it coming a mile away." I'm like, uh, <laughs> so yeah, I had VK. That was. I mean, host is a struggle. The mind's a struggle. Um, first out, who was first out? I'll call it. Well, at least the social media is good, and then. <laughs> Well, cause Shannon picked daily host picked power and I picked Kirkwood. So we all whiffed Ooh. and then best rookie, uh, Shannon said Kirkwood W host said Malukas,
0: not yeah, w. I know he got
2: taken out, but he was not really running well anyways. Yeah. Once he got
0: that penalty, it kind of put him on the back foot the rest of the day.
2: Yeah. Still, I, I have to remind myself they're just rookies and I need to be more patient, but, uh, Three races in, I'd say, the only two rookies that I'm really paying attention to at this point are Kirkwood and Ilot. This is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
3: Hey there, and welcome to the Joy of Paddle podcast, hosted by me, Minter Dial a veteran of the paddle tennis world and sponsored by Paddle 1969. Whether you're a paddle tennis aficionado, just beginning or have never even heard of paddle or padel as it's called in North America, this is an exhilarating new show that delves into the captivating stories of notable paddle personalities worldwide. In its inaugural season, you'll be treated to exclusive anecdotes, valuable tips, life lessons and humorous moments shared by esteemed professional paddle players
2: You always... The other, the other ones, I'm kind of just. Meh. It's
1: just a lot of rookies. Yeah, it is like, a
2: lot of rookies. They can all be good. Yeah, we're only used to having the last couple of years, especially with COVID, kind of screwing things up. We only had like one or two rookies to pay attention to, so it's been a little bit of a weird adjustment to have so many out there. But yeah, right now, Kirkwood and Ilot are the ones I'm focusing on. Um, and I had Lungard, obviously, didn't do very well. And who was your guys' driver of the day? Oh well let's take
1: I the winner, Joseph Newgarden. Go. That is such I'm gonna go with Alex Palou.
2: Well here I was gonna go with Grosjean, Just because this whole team So the slapped. podium. So we, we took just, the podium. We just took Power the podium. Original. Cool. Do we we all coped out. Disappointment of the day or no?
1: Us. <laughs> the disappointment of the day is the cell service in Pit Lane. That is Ooh. the disappointment of the day.
2: Oh That's yeah, a... how's the uh, Twitter game from the Pit Lane? Oh.
1: Terrible. Garbage, non existent.
0: Have you, did worse. you think
2: to try tweeting on a
0: Google Pixel? It wouldn't have
1: mattered. I did. And it wouldn't have, it didn't go. <laughs>
0: hmm. Didn't matter. Hmm. You 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 hmm. could have had like the most powerful hotspot standing on you know on, on a pit box and you still weren't getting any reception.
1: Hmm. It was horrific. So my apologies I, if if Pit Lane is going to continue to be a, a cellular suck and i can't (laughs) (laughs) i can't tweet during the race and i'm trying you'll just have to get updates after what do
2: you guys do you guys have verizon yeah
1: i have FirstNet, which is the first responders um network so it's supposed to work anywhere because i feel like first responders need to be places so Um, if i'm if i suffer a heart attack
2: should i call you nope no no no, well what's the point then
1: uh, I, mm, I don't know. I get it through work. I don't pay for it. Oh, okay.
2: <laughs> um, disappointment of the day. Uh, who was your, who was your driver? <laughs> we'll say that. <laughs> Not- who was
1: my, who was my disappointment driver?
2: Yes. Colton um, Herda.
1: That's another cop-out. Um, that feels like,
2: Simon Pagino. Okay. Explain.
1: Because he came in all like, we're going to do great here. And he did okay in practice and in qualifying. And then he ended up in the roses. But
0: I think that was a (laughs) Sato. Like, he got Sato. I know,
1: but it still doesn't make me not disappointed in it.
0: Okay, that's fair.
1: Yeah. I wanted him to do better. So I'm disappointed Um, he did not
2: Yeah, I would say if it's not Devlin, then. oh, Oh, go ahead.
1: Did you get the picture?
2: I did. Hang on, we'll we'll get to that in a second. Uh, if it's not Devlin, I would say Erickson, just because he was running so well. And I don't know the inner workings of Chip Ganassi. I'm assuming Dixon will be back next year. I'm assuming Polo will be back next year. And if Jimmy Johnson wants to return, I'm assuming he'll be back next year. That makes that eight seed pretty coveted in the free agency market, especially if you look at how good Ganassi is right now. And there are two guys in particular coming maybe into free agency next year with a Ward and Rossi that would be great fits for that team. So those kind of errors that Erickson make that he's kind of prone to every now and then might not be the the best year to make those mistakes is all I'm going to say. So yeah, he was running so well until he wasn't. So he'd be my disappointment. So yes, the uh, predi- the prediction, the picture that we or I asked for when I was questioning just how short Devlin DiFrancesco actually is, uh, like <laughs> I said, something along the lines of, is he taller than Host? Uh, <laughs> but then that drew a reaction that Shannon was maybe more of a benchmark. <laughs> and there is a moment where devlin is giving an interview and shannon is standing what like six inches to the left of him or whatever yeah
0: this was at a happy hour this wasn't even an interview this is a
2: oh this was even in the bullpen oh my god
1: no we just yeah we were at a happy hour and i was like we have to do this now or it's never gonna happen <laughs> so that's so we did
2: so we can confirm well, you were can't confirm ta- i'm taller taller I and you are how tall? I am 5'1". I
1: mean... He's speechless. <laughs> he is speechless.
2: <laughs> so, yes, can confirm that Devlin is shorter, but I would still never strap myself into IndyCar, so he still got me beat there. Um, only a couple things to get to before we wrap up. Uh, there is, Are, are we going to have an episode next week of some kind, or are we just going to take nope. a week off? We're taking a week off next week. Don't miss us too much. Um, there is going to be an IndyCar test at IMS next week, though, so we will keep our eyes on that and tweet any updates if appropriate.
0: I should be there both days. I might be a little late on the Thursday, I think. Yeah, a couple hours late, but... Now
2: it means it's going to (laughs) rain.
0: Well, it's funny. Somebody was tweeting and Shannon and PLP were on the Twitter thread Saying, oh, it's going to rain Thursday anyway, so one of the days is going to be a washout. But they thought the test was this week, not next week. So I was confused. That's what started my whole, like, I have no idea what day it is anymore chain reaction. But I should be there both days next week. At least a day and a half, maybe. You know, Thursday is kind of like probably after lunchtime.
2: So we'll keep our eyes on that and tweet anything noteworthy. There is growing buzz about the 33rd entry on various outlets on Twitter that it might be a second Uco's car with Beth Peretta.
0: Yes. I, I it literally, literally when we started recording, I got a pretty confident message that it could be that. And actually from a source who gave us, the andretti f1 stuff last year so i'm le- oh, so it's le-
2: full of shit then
0: yeah leads me to believe that it's a str- that could be the you know the combo and uh, i think they may- might have gotten a little uh encouragement from indycar like hey you've got this stuff why don't you use it
1: is that the second Carlin car
0: i i believe it Believe it? N- no, because they, no. they're they're they're.
1: Or is that Peretta's car?
0: No, it's well, it's the second Carlin car. Yeah, it.
2: Okay, because they used a Yunko's chassis last year, anyways, so they will be right at home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Someone else is gonna be like, "Wow, it's just as slow as it was last year." <laughs> um, so we'll keep our eyes on that. I'm guessing they're gonna try to probably announce before the test, even like at least that's what logic would say you would do, but, but who knows. Nothing in the world makes sense anymore. Toronto is officially back. I mean, they've been on the schedule this entire time, but we're getting a lot of momentum and announcements and whatnot related to the race that's going to happen. So that's good news. We'll be back to Toronto finally for the first time since 2019. So that's great. Um, And then the last thing I wanted to get your guys' feedback on was Pato Awards comments about focusing less on – listening to quote unquote other people referring to the European side of the McLaren wings and focusing more on what he was doing last year and believing in himself and trusting his own feedback. There are a lot of different ways you could take his full quotes and context and whatnot. What did you guys, cause he did seem very with it this weekend in the race, which is very good kind of like seemed like old pato what did you make of his comments and what that means for his direction for the remainder of the season
0: so my first thought was well from what i understand like zach brown and the european side of things will be you know 100 percent running things in may by may i believe so he might want to start listening to them but at the same time it's kind of also disappointing that McLaren is is just kind of saying like this is how it's going to be when clearly last year Pato was a championship contender. What he finished third or fourth on the points at the end of the year last year? It's, is that
2: before before or after Ed Jones ruined him?
0: That's what. That's why I can't remember. I don't remember how far he dropped. When, I think
2: he ended up third, but I'll, let, I'll check. Yeah. in Yeah.
0: And anyway. It's it's disappointing to hear that because you, you have a legitimate championship contender and, and clearly you're not utilizing him in the right way, which is a bit of a bummer. But also at the same time, I think it was important for him to kind of block everything out and focus on the race this weekend. And yes, he finished third. I have multiple people showing me that he finished third. Thank you. So, yeah, I mean, good to see that he was able to block it out, but. It's definitely concerning that McLaren. There, there seems to be some sort of disconnect.
3: I Do you agree.
1: know Ed Jones
2: finished nineteenth last year?
1: A Jones? Uh I don't understand why. I don't understand why they are so uh, dead set on not listening to him. Like, yes, he obviously has the talent and knows. How- knows what his car needs for him to drive it the way he can drive it well. so what what is the pushback? I don't I don't understand we have this conversation in the car like what are they doing? Why are they not listening to him? that's my that's my question.
2: I think it's a classic case if it ain't broke, don't fix it. but it yeah, is broke. He's... No, like last year.
1: but it doesn't seem to be the same as last year.
2: No, so what I'm saying is like Pato was doing just fine last year. Was there a thing or two that he could clean up? Yes, but I don't think that means like let's make sweeping changes to his driving style or his feedback or what he gives. No, the teams.
1: but what I'm saying is that he's asking for more from his team, and if if what he currently has is not the same as last year, which obviously based on performance it's not, if he's asking for that again, there, he's not getting it.
2: Right. Yeah. So what I'm saying so is, like, we're, we're like we're we're on the same page. We're on the same page that like whatever Pato did last year needs to happen again, right? And, so they're just not doing it, right? And to me, I kind of wonder where Taylor Kyle is in all of this because they were like attached at the hip last year, and is he getting this feedback and kind of you know passing it up the ladder and saying like, listen, we need to do X, Y, and Z to get Pato back to where he needs to be, or is the writing on the wall like he's gone this year anyways like why do we care
0: or um, option c is taylor kyle more worried about his own job so he's just listening to whatever the higher-ups are saying and saying yes man and just saying well, pato this is how it is but,
1: i'm but not saying that's right to, i know but if you're listening to someone and you're still not getting results then i feel like yeah it that That negates one or the other. Like, if you want to listen to them and you're winning, then great. But if you're listening to them and you're not winning, then I feel like there has to be a change somewhere.
2: Yeah, and I guess one of the things with the Kyle prediction or – what I don't even know what word I'm looking for. What you just said about Taylor Kyle, that unfortunately means that he would have to put all of his eggs in the Felix Rosenquist basket. And is there a basket that you would be less likely to put all your eggs in right now than Rosenquist? Because that would be one – nice easter reference by me thanks guys appreciate it uh would there be one less basket you want to throw all your eggs into right now than rosenquist because that doesn't seem like it's going to be the best basket i think out of all the veteran drivers the only one i'd be less likely to put them in would be sato yeah i don't
1: i don't know what they're doing i don't have an answer i the answer is no i don't think they should go in the rosenquist basket by any means but
2: this just seems like an impending implosion that we've been accustomed to seeing from McLaren behind the scenes that we've gotten the last couple of years. Also, if Pato doesn't want to deliver the feedback in the manner that the European side of McLaren wants to give him, then I don't think he would ever do well in Formula One because that is all they do on that yeah. side of things. So
0: But he could also like could be one of those I'm trying to force my way out so they don't match his contract or whatever, you know, that that, that clause is in oh, his the, contract. The, yeah, the so first refusal. he could like, you know, just be trying to like piss them off so much but still provide decent results so he can get another, you know, job next year but still, you know, have McLaren kind of be like, we're so tired of dealing with the pado of 2022. We don't want to deal with it anymore. Well, again hypothetical earlier, but
2: well as we said in an earlier episode all you have to do is get in, with, in touch with ESPN the magazine and <laughs> there you go there's your foot out the door right there
0: yeah
1: I guess I don't know I don't have an answer for it I don't have an answer for what half the teams are doing in these days yeah. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm at a loss
2: anyways that's all I had uh, talked about baskets for those who celebrate Easter this weekend hope you have fun you guys doing anything fun one of my grandparents.
0: I will well my my plans changed. Host Uh-oh. the fourth Host the fourth has covid, so he no, is okay. Host the he fourth is, feel better. He is okay. He is feeling better. But it was a very <laughs> very hectic set was that Saturday morning? Yeah, I yeah. think it was Saturday. Saturday morning I walked into the media center and you know, my my parents don't really call me on race. Like I talked to my dad all race weekend, every weekend, you know, texting, talking about what's going on. Usually during the race, my dad will t- text me things that like the TV crew is saying, which is, you know, very helpful. Dory. But yeah, <laughs> my mom called me Saturday, like as soon as I walked into the media center, I'm like, oh, no. And yeah, she. so it was it was. Oh, let me you know. OK, you know, I'm not going to go home for you, sir. Cancel my flight. As soon as I canceled my flight, and I walked to pit lane, I went, "Uh oh, I still have to go home to deal with some things from 2021." If you can read between the lines, you can figure it out. I'm just gonna leave it is at that, that. Your,
2: that. Is that your missing lottery? Your missing lottery ticket that you forgot to cash
0: in? Yep, forgot to cash in a lottery ticket. Yep, so okay. got to go home to there cash in a lottery all to speed ticket
2: at home. In case you're wondering.
0: Yep. So then I went, "Oh well, now I have to go home." So I I changed it to Saturday so I can. Hopefully at that point, dad's healthy. My mom's continued to test negative, so that's good. So, yeah.
2: So I heard all the words that just came out of your mouth, but basically what you're saying is your weekend's going to be completely dog shit.
0: I hope not. I, I hope, you know, we can still hang out at home and, and you know, we'll, we'll see. It's, it's TBD, but as long as my dad's feeling better, which as of uh, when I talked to him an hour or two ago before recording, he was. That's what's most important. And we'll end on a happy note like that. Everybody, again, no episode next week. F1 episode. Yeah, miss us or not.
1: (laughs) Or don't. Yeah,
0: or don't. I don't know. Not what I thought you said at all. Yeah.
1: What you think I said?
2: Well, that's another after the episode moment.
0: (laughs) And everybody have a lovely weekend. Sports stars. They're like superheroes.
3: But
1: they're actually real.
3: Which is why we've made a podcast about them. You see, they've all got a story. But too many of these stories were cut short. Kobe Bryant. Payne Stewart. Flo jo, Phil Hughes. Justin You. We're writing episodes about all of them. And sadly, many more. Death of a Sports Star. A new series from Crowd Network.